When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in to the CHGO Blackhawks postgame podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Hey, thanks for being here. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson. Mario Tirabasi will join us from the United Center in a few minutes. The Blackhawks lose uh, 3-1 to the Nashville Predators at the United Center. The new-look Blackhawks, which I guess we can call them that for about a week. Uh, almost all the new Hawks played in this game. Zaitsev, England, uh, Joey Anderson, Anders Bjork. The only one missing was Ryan Watson. Austin Wagner. Austin Wagner. Why do you say Ryan? Oh. What difference does it make? Whatever. I'll learn when he gets here. <laughs> Maybe if he got here, I'd know his name. Well, all right, apparently, slacker. according to Luke Richardson, he said he's on the injury list. So, Oh, well. All right. Cross him know. off then. Yeah, I, whatever. Thanks for jumping on. Make sure you smash that like button on the YouTube channel. Make sure you are subscribed to the YouTube page. Make sure you uh, subscribe on your favorite podcast app and give us a follow as well, if you're the Pudwack who gave us a thumbs down already, go F yourself. It's our uh, one-year anniversary today. Yes, So it we is. appreciate everybody being here. So if, if you haven't done it yet, those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, that would be a great birthday gift for us. We would really, really appreciate that. We've got a whole bunch to get to. We've got our four stars of the game. We've got our DraftKings king of the game. We've got the tankathon. We've got the tank standings, all that good stuff. So uh, make sure you stick around for this entire show. And we were talking before, this is like the first time we're really going to have to just talk about a show, yeah, talk about a game. We know our, our golden ticket for 45 minutes of content is no longer around. So Oh, don't worry, because Twitter was on one today yeah. about Patrick Kane because of, uh, well, maybe we'll get to it later in the show. Yeah, um, probably. My head might just explode, but... Uh, I'm sure some people in, yeah, in the just, comments just, will just mention don't it. Don't follow that guy anymore. That's my. That's oh, my it's it's not just him. There are a lot. It was not. Uh, yeah, I, I tried to push against the straw man thing, but boy, it was several Listen, double pe- digit people. Yeah, people who just, just don't seem to understand. Well, people want to be mad to be mad for no reason. Just right. be mad. Be mad at something or someone, and yeah. if they've picked their battle here, and they don't care how wrong they actually are. Right. All right. Let's get to this game though, because Do we have to. You know, four to one. It doesn't three to one rather. It doesn't look great, obviously, but the Hawks had a big advantage in play in this game, at least for the first two periods. What's interesting is their worst period was the third, despite trailing. That's almost never the case. Usually, when a team is down, you'll see that third period really become 
sort of tilted. It has a name. They call it score effects. Right. Where the team trailing is taking more chances and trying to generate more. But when you look at the possession numbers in this one, the Hawks, the first period, uh, they had 66% possession advantage. Then it was 43, then 38. So they got progressively worse as the game got on, which is another sort of strange thing because you'd figure with all the new faces, you'd have some nerves early. You'd have some miscommunications, and that would maybe correct themselves as the game went on. But no, everything sort of tilted Nashville's way um, as the game kept going. And look, you know, everyone knows what the goal is for this season. The goal is to finish with the worst possible record. And even when they play pretty well overall, uh, they still end up losing by two goals to a team that's also not great. So um, I don't know. I just when you look at the when you look at the grand scheme of things, I don't know really what more we can expect from the Hawks aside from looking at individuals and sort of evaluating their games. And I think that's how we should kind of spend tonight's show. Yes. And the rest of the shows and all of next season shows. Correct. And all of the shows after that until (laughs) the games matter again. Um, But there were some guys that were impressive out there. And, you know, I, I appreciated, obviously they got the goal 37 seconds into the game. Um, and it was like, oh, okay, here, this could be fun. And then it was, they dominated that first period up until that power play where they gave up the goal. Uh, and they played five on five. They were really good for much of this game. I think Luke Richardson, again, there's, there's points of this season where he does things where I go, okay, this guy gets it. And this guy's going to be a really good coach when he actually has a competitive NHL roster. Yeah. Because he really just. Played a simple game. He had the guys just play simple games. A lot of simple passes. Nothing too complicated out there. I mean, you have to simplify it when everybody is pretty much new and all your best players are no longer here. So they did a really good job. But as the as you said, with those stats, as the game went on, it seemed to kind of fall apart. And maybe that's where you saw some of that unfamiliarity kind of rear its ugly head. But... It's what we've said all year. It's the talent gap. Yeah. It's just that team can try as hard as they want and play as simple and effective as they want. They're just not going to beat many teams because they can't score. Yeah. When, when your biggest offensive threat is probably at this point until Lucas Reichel proves himself, uh, Tyler Johnson, no disrespect to Tyler Johnson, but that's a third-line player on a contender. Yeah. Maybe at this point in his career, a fourth-line player. And that is your biggest scoring threat on the ice for your team. It's just, it's just this is what it's going to look like. And I don't think anyone watching this game is like, what the hell? No. <laughs> it is, is what it is. This is what it's going to look like. And the fact they only gave up two goals is, is, a, is a good thing. Yeah. And I think that has more to do with Nashville than them because they're not a high-scoring team by any means. Yeah, and but, the, I mean, they didn't give up. You're right, but they didn't give up a ton. And even the game against Dallas, like, yeah, the final score looked bad, but Dallas scored two empty netters. And they sort of limited the high danger chances against the simplicity of the game. I got a. Uh, I was talking with uh, someone who's in here frequently with us, young Dangle God, uh, tweeted at me and said, "Is it me or do the Hawks look faster than usual?" And I said, "They look faster because, like you said, they're playing a simple game. They're just playing north and south. Yeah. They don't have the talent to weave and dipsy doodle and try to, you know, make things happen. They just kind of have to." get into the zone, pass the puck to each other, crash the net, and keep it simple. And I think that because they're going to kind of 
stay in some games that way because of how simple they play. And that's definitely what, what Luke Richardson is, is preaching. I heard Troy Murray talking about it during the second intermission too, that that simplicity can keep them in games. And I think that will be the approach for the rest of the, for the next 20 games. Right. You're going to see a very, very basic system of hockey. And I think Luke Richardson's experience as a head coach in the AHL is really going to help him now. Yeah. And I, I actually asked about him, uh, asked him about that uh, after Thursday's game. I, I said, you know, hey, you know, you've had a long, you had a, a, a nice run as a head coach in AHL where roster turnover is a normal thing. And how did that help you get through this crazy week and going forward? And he mentioned, you know, yeah, you, you kind of have to keep everything simple because you might think you have a guy in your lineup on morning skate, and by the time, you know, the pregame meals happen, he's on a plane to the NHL team. That happens all the time. So I think those coaching strategies, they look, they played the game like an AHL team. I'm not saying that as an insult. I'm just saying that's how it's played. AHL is played very simple. There's not a lot of complicated things going on, and that's how they play tonight. That's how they'll play going forward. I mean, because that's pretty much all this roster can do. You yeah. can't go crazy with – the complicated fancy plays they don't have you know the guys that can pull things out of their out of their ass that they used to have you know Reichel Reichel shows some flashes of being able to do stuff like that he created some chances on his own he looked really good out there so you know as you said if you you want to talk about individual players that's probably the best way to do it because there were some despite the loss that that looked good and I think Reichel is one to mention because I think when he is on a team so bereft of talent that when he's on the ice, he really stands out for the Hawks. And there were several, he gets the assist on the Seth Jones goal for 37 seconds into the game. And I said to you, as someone who's watched a lot more of the American hockey league than I have over the years, that Reichel seems to find his mojo when he gets on the score sheet or has a moment, even if it doesn't go in, if he gets a moment early in a game, he seems to just kind of play better throughout and you saw the difference between his first call-up this year and his second. And as soon as he hit, well, he had a three-point game during that call-up, and he was a different dude. When the puck went in a net for him, he was a different guy. And I, I saw it tonight. Gets the assist early, and, and maybe it's just a coincidence, but I just really liked the way he played. There were several moments where he was able to control the puck. He's got a tendency to use his speed where he'll, he'll dump the puck in, willing to do that, and then he'll get in a corner and kind of like, jump past the defender to get behind him he did that three or four times during this game so the talent is uh, is apparent there and I'm just really want to see what his offensive ceiling is and look I would say this if Lucas Reichel doesn't like start filling up the score sheet this year I wouldn't really worry about that because it's him and Andreas Athanasiu and and Philip Kurashev, they're not really anyone that lights the scoreboard on fire at any given moment. He's not playing with great players. Um, I would like to see him play with Gutman a little bit more, um, and I'd like to see him play with Tyler Johnson a little bit more. Yeah, there's definitely some things you can uh, get some flexibility there um, with him. I think this stint is going to be really good for him because in Rockford, he's the guy. He's the best player, and everybody knows it. He's kind of in that situation now. Yeah. 
It's so weird. And if he <laughs> keeps playing like this, it's not going to take much for him to be the best player on this Blackhawks roster. That actually could be really good for him. Not have to worry about keeping Patrick Kane or, or, or Max Domi happy by passing them the puck in scoring situations. He could be the guy that now says, give me the god darn puck and let me go. Well, and yes, and, and what you're saying about Domi and Kane wanting the puck, I don't even think it's those two saying, give me the no, puck. No, it's, it's him in his head saying, I have to give I gotta them get, yeah. Yes, I have to defer to the That's veterans. Patrick Kane. I, he's the guy. He's got to score the goals. Yes, I, I'm the new guy. I have to. Right. I can't assert myself too hard here. I got to just go and play it you know, and get the puck and pass and be that guy. Yes, now he is the most talented offensive player on this team. Kind of significantly when you just look at the skill package. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yes, I really hope that he takes this advantage and inserts, asserts himself, not inserts himself. Maybe that's after the game. But um, the other guy who's kind of stepped up since Taves and Kane have gone down, Seth Jones, a veteran, a guy who's worn a letter in this league before, but all of a sudden, it is Seth Jones's team. He is the best player on this team now. He had a great night. He was the highest-rated player in the game. If you use the uh, the blue line measurement that we like from our, from our friends at uh, Hockey Stat Cards, they go they like combine a bunch of statistics and come up with like an aggregate score, a game score. Seth Jones's game score was two point four five. Uh, the next closest in the game was Caleb Jones with a one point five six. So almost a whole other point above the guy below him. He's just. He's playing really well lately with a lot of confidence. And you saw 37 seconds into the game, he cuts down the middle yep. and scores a goal. He is asserting himself, and he looks well, really, he's, really he's good. He's the leading scorer right now. I know. <laughs> 29 points. <laughs> yeah. So, no, but it's good to see. That's what he said he needed to do the other night after the game against the Stars. When was, I spoke to him in the locker room, he said, I need to start being more assertive. I'm the, I'm the guy now. He's literally outside of Connor Murphy, the longest tenured Blackhawk. Wow. <laughs> Him and Tyler like like Howard Johnson. Yeah, but but he missed but he's so many played games. More games. Caleb Jones. Yeah. So yeah, outside of Connor Murphy, he's been here the longest. That's crazy. It is. It's it's Is that right? That's got to be right. Jujarkara. That he came last year too. Yeah. Well, you know who it is? It's Kurashev. Yeah, but do you really? I, mean, I don't know he, if he even counts. He played the year before Jones got here, but what, four or five games? Right. Jones has played more games than Kurashev. Oh, my God. So, yeah, outside of Jones is, yeah, so there. So he says he wants to be more assertive. He wants to be more of a leader on and off the ice. And right off the bat, he sees his chance to crash the net. He's so good at picking his spots to do that, too. Like, we see all we see other guys do that, and it's like it doesn't work, and it's going back the other way. He's just so good at at, at um, yeah. Ken says wrong, it's Taze, but I, he's not in the locker room right now, so and not in the pregame montage either. Which right, is interesting. Well, that's yeah. So maybe they know something we don't. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's Jones is so good at picking his spots, and he jumped in that rush right off the bat. Anthony Seed made a nice play. Uh, to get uh, to get the puck over there, it was funny because in mornings after morning skate, Luke Richardson was talking about how. Um, spoiler alert! I'll have a little bit on Anthony. See you in our post game Hawks hits. Ooh. Um, 
he said, you know, basically now that Anthony C is here for the duration of the season, you know, they want him to be more assertive and be more of a leader and more aggressive. And Anthony, that was not the case for him yeah, tonight. Yeah, he, he was very unnoticeable. But he had good game against Dallas. But right. in this one, I mean, he, he was he, those last non-factor. three or four games heading into the deadline. He was really good. Might have been the best stretch he's had all season. And now it's like he's staying, and it, it got off to that great start and an assist in the first minute of the game, and then yeah. after that he kind of faded a little bit. Yeah, but. one shot on goal, two more shot attempts, and a giveaway. That was his night. Not very noticeable. 16-13 no. uh, of ice time, too. So I'm trying to see where that was among forwards. That's right at the top there, 16-13. That's yeah. a good comment, comment from Eddie about uh, Seth Jones. He's in the middle of his prime years right now. I'm curious to see if he'll still be playing at the high level when the Hawks are good again. Here's the thing. He won't have to because if Kevin Korchinski hits his ceiling, Kevin Korchinski is going to be what Seth Jones is right now, hopefully. That'd be great. And Ethan Del Mastro and Nolan Allen, and these guys will all be hitting their prime, so Seth Jones won't have to be the number one guy when they're a playoff team again. He could be a solid second or third guy, so that's that's – See how hopefully that progresses that way. Lebowski five says, "How is the fantasy you going to be more assertive? Skate harder into the opposing goal? Yes, yes. Skate right through the end boards, <laughs> like Kool Aid Man. Yeah. Oh yeah. There he goes down to Zamboni Tunnel. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I, I I do want to see him though. And it, again, it's one night. I'm not going to freak out about it. But he was good against Dallas. But you'd think with the opportunity he's getting." As the you know quote unquote top line winger, um, you'd see a little bit more from him in this one. But uh, what about the new guys, Greg? Uh, uh, Andreas Engel. They look good in their uniforms. Um, I, I you know I picked in his debut game. Andreas Engel was my fourth star of the game. Finish noticeable. Fourteen forty two of ice time, nine hits. He's noticeable. Several of them, of the massive hard, hits. Yes. He almost killed. Uh, who was it that he hit the? Had the, it was Tomasino. Yeah. Uh, he crushed him pretty hard. I was kind of surprised he didn't get a major for that one. It was kind of one of those ones where you're like, oh. Well, so I, wa- I quickly watched the replay because the, they above our heads in a press box, they've got, you know this, they've got the TVs and it's on the t- TV delay. So if something happens on the ice, you can look up and see it. When Tomasino turned, you could see uh, England kind of like grab him and try to pull him back because he knew he got him, like, in a bad way. He knew that it was an awkward hit, and it I don't think it was intentional. No, he was fa- – So England almost tried to, like, prevent the hit yeah, from being England as brutal as it could have started the, the motion of going for the hit, and, then like, Tomasino, like, lost his footing. So instead of drilling right. him in the back, he drilled him head first. And then Yakov Trenin – Decided to be, you know. A Yakov. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and he went after him. And all England does is turn around and push him. And he lands on top of Tomasino. Yeah, he did the old, like, what you do to the freshman, where the guy yeah, kneels behind him and you boy, push him over. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he called. So Trennan wipes out a power play because they were going to get a power play. They called England for the hit, the boarding. And then he wiped it out. So it was four on four. But England, very noticeable. Uh, kind of gives me. A Nikita Zadorov vibe, but not bad yet. Yeah. He's not he he's out there looking for the big hit. And there were one or two plays where it was like, dude, keep your position. Right. So I just don't want him to be the Zadorov was just notorious for 
skating all the way up to the blue line to give a hit, but that was also in Carlton's goofy ass yeah. system. It's hard to evaluate anyone in that system. Right, where you basically pick a guy and follow him around the ice. God, but so there were so many times the dwarf was out giving a big hit and then from 80 feet from his own net as the puck was going in his own net. Right. I don't think we'll get to that with England, but he gives me those vibes. And then you mentioned earlier the Zadorov hand grenade passes. Haven't seen that from England yet, but he gives me that kind of vibe where the guy that's like, if he gets the chance to put you into the third row, that's exactly what he's going to do, and he's going to have a smile on his face while he does it. So yeah, I he, think he's going to be a fan favorite. Yes, he, he certainly relishes – uh, laying the body. I'm trying to see who the leader in uh, hits is uh, on the season. Let's see. Probably it was Jake McCabe. I could probably sort by team. Might be Andres, Andreas England after tonight's Seriously, game. Seriously, I'm, I'm thinking that, like, I wonder where he is. In the, I'll look after the game. It's I don't want to get distracted. Uh, a couple of people talking about Seth Jones maybe wearing the C next year. I think if Jonathan Taves uh, is no longer a Blackhawk, which I think is the expectation, so brace yourselves. They're probably not going to offer him a contract either. But they're going to force him um, out too. They're going to force him out. Um, I think the C will be vacant for at least a year. Maybe. I can't imagine they just say, "All right, Jonathan, thanks for three cups and whatever fifteen years of captaincy. Here you go, Seth Jones." I just think they. I think they just leave it vacant for a year. Or I could totally see because Luke Richardson is that type of guy. He leaves it up to the team. They could do that and too. Say, hey, you guys want to? You want to vote somebody captain? Vote somebody captain. If you want to just not do it, don't do it. Like I don't, I don't think Luke is a guy that gets hung up on titles. Well, yeah, and I wonder whose decision that would even be. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. I I think that's a way to spin it to the fans. If you if you feel there is value in having a captain, you would say the players voted and they chose X, right? Whoever it might be, and Lynn X says give it to give it to Max Domi. Well, maybe if he's back next year, comes back. We'll see. Maybe I don't know. Um, be an interesting conversation. Sounds like a topic for a nice show around it the first sure of does. September. Yes, it sure <laughs> does. It sure does. Um, other new guys making their debut. Anders Bork, uh, Bjork did not really register much on the on the sheet. Sixteen oh five of ice time. He had one shot attempt, uh, a giveaway, and a block shot. Not really noticeable. Uh, but again, all these guys are kind of just finding their way. Uh, on the roster here, um, Joey Anderson hit the crossbar and then had two other shots. Cost me eighteen bucks. Boy, that was a clear crossbar shot. Uh, who else am I missing in terms of new guys? I think that's everybody, right? Zaitsev. Oh yeah, Zaitsev. <laughs> oh yeah, he's here too. <laughs> he was a minus one. Uh, he had a hit, a giveaway, a takeaway, and a block shot. Didn't stand out really good or bad. No, but when you're a defenseman, that's okay. Especially a guy like him. If I don't notice you as a defenseman, that means you had a good game. Well, And you said it the other day. He's listed as 6'2". No freaking There's way. There's no way he's 6'2". No way. No. Like, he has, like, the same body size as, as Max Domi. He might be 6'2 on his skates. Maybe. Like, I noticed. That's why we were there yesterday at practice. Before we came here for our for our trade deadline spectacular, yes, um, and we were trying to figure out because at practice they don't have names or numbers on their jerseys, which I hate. Yeah, it's annoying. No, like okay, most morning skates is fine because I know who. But like yesterday they sh- and today at morning skate they should have had numbers on their jerseys to help us yeah, out. Yeah, we don't know who the hell these guys are. Probably helped out Luke Richardson a little bit too, but 
So we're, we're there like, hey, there's 22. Who's 22? Is that Bjork or is that Zaitsev? And you looked it up like, well, he wore 22 in Ottawa. I'm like, okay, but this says he's six foot two, and that guy is not six foot yeah. two. He was standing next to Andreas England, and it was like a four or five inch difference, like almost a head taller. Like maybe like when you get to play in Canada, maybe it's the metric system, and it's 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 centimeters or something out there. I don't yeah. know, but that he is not six two. I I am six two, so I'm gonna look forward to this. Getting to talk to him next to you know in a in the locker room, then I can get a good judgment. Yeah, there you go. I think you should do that. Um, a couple of people like, talking excuse about excuse me, Nikita. Can you please stand up? That's ba- all I need. Yeah. Thank ba- you for your time. Back to the Seth Jones captaincy. A lot of people saying that he's not emotional enough and doesn't have leadership tendencies. You know, Jonathan Taves is not the most vocal guy in the world. Connor McDavid is not known for being an emotional guy. Yeah, he's I, I, pretty good. I think that it's not always about like it's not what rah, you see rah, on the ice. Yeah, there's just not a lot of. To, to be honest with you, there's not a lot of hockey players that are like that. You know, Brent Seabrook was a vocal leader. He was like with his little high pitched voice, the guy you could hear in the locker room all the time. But um, I don't know. I, I I think don't don't read into you know, media interviews as uh, as how a guy is going to be yeah, um, guys, as a captain. Guys I'm not will, saying give it to Seth Jones necessarily, but I just don't think, don't go by, you know, how he, how he's in a press conference. Guys to talk to the media something. that you see on online and you, and, you, and you read the quotes. They talk to us much differently than they talk to their teammates. Yeah. For so, sure. yeah. Um, you know, yeah, he, the people say, well, he doesn't have the personality. And, another, and a couple of people have said Connor Murphy is a good – well, he doesn't exactly Mr. Personality either. He's always available. I'll yes. give him that. Yes. Yeah. And insists that he must put his shirt on before you videotape him. So he's polite, yeah. too. Yeah. Unlike Jake McCabe, who's like, check this out. Ugh. Well, I mean, if I was Jake McCabe, I'd be doing that, too. <laughs> yeah, dude is freaking ripped. All right, Mario is standing by. Speaking we want to Jake remind McCabe, you. His biggest fan is that Jake McCabe's <laughs> biggest fan is standing by. And uh, hey, it is our uh, one year anniversary, and one of our biggest partnerships we have is with our friends at Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer since 1988. They've got the black. Thank you. They've got the Blackhawks Pale Ale. Uh, the Hawks and Goose Island have been neighbors for 25 plus years, and the Goose Pub, which we spent a lot of time. In during our United Center takeover, uh, it's been open for almost ten years. It's a pregame destination for Blackhawks fans. They do a ton of charity work with the Blackhawks. They've got that new Bulls City three one two. That's a limited release. Uh, the Green Line. That's my favorite. The three one two is a classic. So many great, great Goose Island beers to choose from. You really can't go wrong because they're all. Awesome. Goose Island's two local locations are open and ready to welcome you. Grab a beer right from their innovation tanks at the Goose Island Tap Room at 1800 West Fulton or get a smash burger, yes please, and a fresh beer, yes please, of the week at the original Clybourne Brew House at 1800 North Clybourne. For reservations and pickup, go to gooseisland.com slash locations, Goose Island Beer Company and CHGO, a match made in heaven, my friends. Yes, and uh, drinking ice-cold Goose Island products while watching sporting events enhances your experience. And what else enhances your sporting event experience is winning money. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know that either, but a lot of people do, and a lot of people do it with our friends at DraftKings, the official betting partner of CHGO and the All-City Network. 
lots of fun stuff to bet on this year. You know, I know football season's over. I my my bank my DraftKings account was wiped clean by the Super Bowl, but I, I put a few more shekels in there now. Um, our play of the week didn't hit last night. But there are lots of fun ways that you can enjoy and enhance your sporting watch time. That made no sense, but you know what I mean. I got uh, you. You've got the same game parlays are a lot of fun. If you think you know a team's going to hit the over and certain players are going to score, you can wrap them all up in one little bet. And then now DraftKings are putting together fun same game parlays for you, and they give them fun little names. So you don't even have to do that much research. They do it for you, throw a couple bucks on it, win some money. NBA, no sweat, same game parlays are available. Major League Baseball's right around the corner. Can you bet on spring training games? I'm sure you can. Please don't. Don't. But, you, <laughs> but hey, we're only like, what, a month away from the games counting for less than a month. Get those away. futures in. That's the way to do it. There you go. Bet on your, bet that uh, Dansby Swanson is going to win NL MVP. I bet you get pretty good odds on that one. Yeah. Whatever, Steven. You're a Sox fan. Yeah, worry about your own team. Yeah, yeah my exactly. team. Say it a Cubs business, yeah. jerk. Yeah, yeah, go hate your own team. Don't leave ours alone. <laughs> anyway, lots of fun stuff to bet at DraftKings. Download the app now and sign up with the promo code CHGO. New com- customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. That sounds crazy, but it's true. Bet $5 on any one bet, and you're going to get $200 instantly in your account to make more bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports bet betting partner of the NBA with the code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions reply. See show notes for details. I had to don't, I had to say that deeper like the guys on the Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. All right. Uh, we have the extreme zoom lens on Mario standing by at the United Center. <laughs> there is extreme close-up. Whoa. Might see up your nose. Hey, you look good. You're a handsome man. Don't worry about it. Give the people what they want. Come back it up. Yes. There you go. Well, we've been talking about this hockey game, and there were pucks and sticks and ice and the whole thing. What did we learn in the locker room after the game? Um, you know, we, we, we spoke with Lucas Reichel and Mackenzie Entwistle um, because they were available. Uh, and, and we spoke with Luke Richardson. And, and the, the theme of the night is just trying to find an identity for this team. Uh, there's 20, after tonight, 20 games left uh, in this season. And for, you know, the, for all in, intents and purposes, like, there's no Jonathan Taze. There's no Patrick Kane. Jake McCabe's gone. Sam Lafferty's gone. Like, you know, a lot of the a lot of the guys that were driving this team are are not there anymore. So there's a lot of new faces, and and they have to figure out what kind of team they want to be. You can Richardson can keep his same structure, and I think that that's going to be the case. I don't think he's going to change anything. I think he wants the players to to be able to to fit what, what the team has been doing all season. And I think for the most part, they have guys that are going to be able to do that. Um, but it's just a matter of finding new chemistry. This is this is basically a new season in an abbreviated uh, sense for this Blackhawks team because of the changeover uh, that, that the roster has gone through in the last two, three weeks. Um, so it's, it's just a, it's just learning new chem. It's just learning new chemistry with new line mates um, learning to communicate with with new guys and and just trying to get a rhythm um, was tonight a, a good opportunity to do that against the Predators team that also went through a little bit of a roster uh, uh, reconfiguring. Yes, but um, you know it's, it's a tank season. 
and we're not looking to win uh, the, these last uh, 20 games. So they they had good a good effort tonight. Um, I think a few bounces go different ways. This could be a different game, but all in all, you know, it's it's a team trying to to reconfigure and refine itself. So you're gonna have uh, you're gonna have the first few games feel like this. If they all feel like this, then maybe there's a little bit of an issue to worry about. But uh, again, it's it's we're we're kind of at the point where worrying about this team and these guys is maybe not the best way to to, to spend energy because for the most part, most of them aren't going to uh, be around for a long time. Uh, but the guys who are likely around for a long time, or guys who could you know play themselves into an opportunity to stay around longer. Those are the guys you're going to want to see find some consistency in these final games. So uh, tonight was an, uh, an opportunity for that and kind of missed the mark. We were talking uh, before you joined us, Mario, that, you know, I think the way to go for the rest of the year is to kind of just like talk about individual players and how they've stood out or not stood out. And we've got a handful of new guys. We we're talking about the new guys. Was there any one of that new crop of Blackhawks that, that stood out to you tonight? Well, I'm going to guess that one of you guys probably mentioned him, but Andreas Englund was uh, definitely making his presence known tonight. Uh, I believe he had nine hits. Yep. Uh, so that was uh, pretty uh, team leader. Yeah, pretty, pretty standout-ish uh, t- uh, tonight, that physicality. Luke Richardson uh, spoke about that, uh, you know, that metric uh, for Englund tonight. And he said, you know, it's, he, he, he likes to have a player that is aggressive uh, and knows how to kind of impose the, themselves physically. But he also said that it's kind of a, a matter of making sure that he understands when and where to, uh, to ex- exert that aggressiveness and, and that physicality. Um, you know, there were a couple, couple times tonight where uh, he maybe went for a hit that didn't necessarily uh, wasn't in the right situation to go for a hit. Uh, I know I made the comment to you, Greg. It kind of felt like tonight was a Zadorov 2.0 kind of experience with him. Um, but Richardson said that he'd rather have a player that has that aggressiveness uh, in them that you can say, hey, let's let's pull it back in different situations than to have a player who doesn't have the aggressiveness in them because he said that's something you can't teach. So um, I think England is is doing a really good job of of making his presence known physically with his new team. Um, I think it's just going to be a matter of making sure that, uh, you know, he, he can have some situational awareness because it's nice to be aggressive and go for hits when you're playing with the Colorado Avalanche who have the skill and speed to make up for maybe a, a, a being out of position. It's different doing that with this Blackhawks team. So England's probably going to have to uh, realize that pretty quickly so that he's not chasing hits. But I, I did like that he was being aggressive, being physical. Um, that definitely stood out. Nikita Zaitsev and, and Anders Bjork were making their uh, Blackhawks debuts tonight. And before the game, uh, Luke Richardson said that maybe Bjork could fill that role that Sam Lafferty was playing because their skill sets are, are pretty similar, whereas uh, you know Lafferty is a, a speedy guy, an energy guy, uh, and someone that, that kills penalties. Um, he's looking to see if maybe Bjork fits that role because of the the speed that he plays with and his um, penalty killing experience that he's had at the NHL level before. So um, I, d- I don't think he's going to just step in and be like, oh, number 24, that's still Sam Lafferty, right? Like, no, I think there's, there's definitely going to be a difference. But I think 
Um, you know, for his first game, it wasn't too bad, especially for only having one morning skate with the team. Um, so I think as time goes on, you know, hopefully we, we see him make the most of this opportunity he's getting with the Blackhawks. And, and Zaitsev, I, th- I think you, you know what you're going to get with him. Um, the, the more not noticeable he is, the better, I think. Um, and so tonight, I don't think he had really a, a terrible game because um, he didn't stand out in, in any bad ways. And, and I think for a guy like him that that's for the first few appearances, uh, that's going to be an okay thing. Well, it's going to be interesting to watch these new guys, too, because aside from Zaitsev, who has uh, $4.5 million on, on next year as well, uh, England's an unrestricted free agent. Anderson's restricted. Uh, Austin Wagner, who will probably make his debut on Monday, uh, is a restricted free agent, as is Anders Bjork. So these guys are kind of playing for spots next year, you know? Um, and and I think guys like this see this just as we t- – to you know, Max Domi is better than all these guys. But what attracted Max Domi to Chicago was opportunity. And, yeah, on Andreas England is leaving – uh, he's leaving the Avalanche, and Joey Anderson's leaving the Maple Leafs, right? And, and a lot of these guys are leaving good teams to come and play for Chicago or Rockford, but what they have here that they didn't have there is the opportunity to make this team. And I think that's meaningful, and I really want to see how these guys respond because it is a chance. This team is going to be looking for people to fill out the roster next season. It's going to be... Maybe a little more prospect heavy next year on the roster, but I still think it's going to be a majority of kind of gap fillers as it was this year. Like your Jason Dickinson's and your Colin Blackwell's and and those kind of guys who didn't really project as long-term Hawks are just kind of here to keep the seat warm for when the prospects are all ready to come up and the rebuild really gets underway in, you know, in full force. Um, But it's an opportunity for these guys, and I want to see who takes the opportunity and grab it. And Andreas Englund is the guy who said, "Effing notice me. Look at what I'm doing." He's been he's played three games now with the Hawks, right? Three or four? Yeah, I think three. He's been he has been noticeable in every game he has played for the Hawks so far this season. Because he's wearing number twenty eight, my friend. That's exactly right. Um, all right, why don't we do our? Um, well, you know what? One other thing we talked about before you jumped on Mario and talking about opportunity is Lucas Reichel and the fact that now he is probably the most talented player on this roster offensively. And I really want to see him. I think he did it tonight. Want to see him kind of take control offensively and, and dictate the play and be the primary puck carrier on his line. I know he is not the most uh, insightful interview in the world, um, but did he have anything to say about? You know his 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 approach now that it feels like he's going to be here for his longest stretch so far. Yeah, I I tried to kind of ask that question uh, to him, but I, I think maybe something didn't uh, didn't come across the right way because I, I don't think he really answered it. But I I think the general sense for him is that he's going to get a big opportunity to play some meaningful minutes here. Um, and I and he he spoke about you know trying to get the chemistry down. Um, you know he's playing with Kurashev and, and Athanasiu is not guys that he's really been paired with when he's been up with the uh, with the Blackhawks uh, at least this season. So um, it's it's again it's, it's it's building some chemistry and 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 trying to feel comfortable with the guys that you're playing with and 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 know how to play with each other. I mean it's 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 different playing with a guy like Patrick Kane 
than it is playing with a guy like Andreas at Anasiu. They play two completely different styles of, of hockey. So, you know, I think uh, uh, getting getting used to those guys is going to be uh, is going to be helpful. But yeah, I, I think he does understand the opportunity that he's getting um, because he's 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 now going to be you know, one of the focal points of, of the offense coming, you know, coming up to, to the Blackhawks. And we don't know exactly how long he's going to be here, but uh, this definitely seems like the biggest opportunity for him to to come in and, and kind of show off like, hey, OK, now you've, you've, you've had enough games at the NHL level to where, you know, you, you can't be surprised by anything now. Like you should know what you're going to expect uh, as far as NHL competition goes. And you've proven at the AHL level that you're, you're fine down there. So you, you, you're ready for the next step. So now it's the time where it's just like, okay, can he put it together and be when given the opportunity to be one of the guys, the go-to guys at the NHL level, what can he do with it? So I think he gets that. I I think it it just comes down to getting used to the guys he's playing with. Um, And, and I don't have any, I don't have any um, doubts that him and Kurashev will be able to figure out. Uh, fantasy is a different a different player, but I think he'll be able to, uh, uh, you know, acclimate and, and and get used to it. All right, let's do this. Let's get to our fourth stars of the game here, and let's spend some time on this, and, and hopefully we can just talk about it tonight and then throw it away for the remainder of this Emily Kaplan, Patrick Kane stuff that, that happened today. Um, so let's do four stars first, and then we'll get into that. Number three star of the game for the Nashville Predators, Philip Tomasino. He had a goal in four minutes and 54. I got to refresh. Is that right? 4.54 of ice time. He had five shoes. He must have gotten hurt. He was killed by Andre. Oh, yeah, he got murdered. That's right. Yeah, he was the Uh, casualty. Okay, I didn't know he left the game. Well, that's 100% shooting. So congrats on being the third star of the game with four minutes of ice time. Uh, I call him Juicy Saros. He was really good. Uh, he stopped uh, 24 Blackhawk shots. And then your number one star of the game was Tyson Berry, the newly acquired Tyson Berry. He had a goal. He was a plus one in 1939 of ice time. Four shots on goal, another shot attempt, and two hits. Solid game for him with Nashville, his 11th goal of the season. Uh, my four star of the game is going to go to Seth Jones. We talked about him a lot during the show already, so I'm not going to rehash all of it. But scored that goal 37, 37 seconds into the game, 24-53 of ice time, led the Blackhawks with five shots on goal, had three more shot attempts, and a block shot. Uh, Taylor Radish also with five shots on goal. Uh, but those were your two leaders for the Blackhawks. Just a really, really solid game for Seth Jones in all ends. He was intercepting passes. He was lifting sticks. He was physical. There was a chance for a breakaway. Uh, from Nashville, and he just hustled back and knocked the guy off the puck, didn't take a penalty. Uh, I just have loved his game over the last 10, 15 games, and hopefully this is the Seth Jones we're going to see for the next eight years. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice. Uh, <laughs> my uh, fourth star of the game is the guy that Jay just mentioned, finished tied for the most shots, uh, Taylor Radish. A uh, very noticeable game for him. That line was just terrific. Tonight uh, with John Tyler Johnson. I, I guess I could just say Johnson. He's the only one left as of yep. now. Uh, Tyler Johnson, Taylor Radish with Cole Gutman. That line was just tremendous. I know I, I didn't check after 
after the game, but after the second period, they had an 81% possession rate. They had 13 shot attempts to just three allowed after the second period. Uh, Radish had eight shot attempts by himself. As we said, five on goal, had a hit and a couple of takeaways. So Taylor Radish is a guy that uh, was one of those guys. We, we talk about opportunity, was acquired around this time last year, got an opportunity this year to be a top six guy, and he's taking the ball and run with it, setting career highs and points. He's your Hey, now that everybody's been traded, he's your leading goal scorer with 14 on the season. So good for Taylor Radish. He's taking full advantage of, uh, of the opportunity given to him here in Chicago, and he's going to be here for the foreseeable future, I think. Yeah, that line was uh, was pointed out by Luke Richardson uh, after the game that that was really, you know, effective and and, and working well. So it seems like those those three are going to be uh, kept together: Johnson, Gutman, and uh, uh, and Radish. There, uh, my fourth star of the night is Lucas Reichel. Uh, he was. Uh, very noticeable tonight. Um, you know, he got the, uh, the the secondary assist on the on the Seth Jones goal. Uh, so good for him to get a to get a point there. It was a nice nifty play. There was a lot of subtle small plays that he made in the offensive zone to keep possessions alive. And um, you know, he was 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 definitely working uh, to 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 win pucks, uh, which is something that Luke Richardson uh, praised in the post game. Uh, that you know, something that he was doing right tonight was was putting in the effort. Uh, to, to, to win puck battles, get pucks back. Uh, not that he was turning things over, but to be able to, to turn possessions back into the Blackhawks' favor, that was something that he did well tonight. So more of that would be great. Um, you know, he, he, he played center, I believe, in the, uh, in the game on Thursday. Uh, he was on the wing tonight, so we'll see what, uh, where he ends up getting used the most uh, as the uh, kind of roster for these final 20 games take shape, but um, good, good, uh, good effort from him. He was, I feel like he was a little bit more noticeable tonight than he was on Thursday night. So uh, that's always, uh, always a good thing. No doubt. And let's do our draft Kings King of the game. We're going to give it to Andreas England. He had a block shot, nine hits, 15, 12 of ice time. Uh, look, when you have that many hits, you stand out that much. That's what gets you the King of the game. When you're, when your teammates can only muster, uh, one goal. And plus, if we didn't give him the king of the game, he would have cross-checked the crap out of us. So. Yes. We <laughs> would. for our own safety. <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. Okay. Um, did either of you see the Emily Kaplan report during Bruins Rangers? I did not see or hear exactly what she said. Okay. I also didn't see it. Uh, someone yeah. wrote me a quote on Twitter. We're gonna. Th- this is a moment where we're going to rely on the CHGO YouTube viewers to correct me if this is the proper quote. This is what I was told the quote is. Quote, it's not like Patrick Kane wanted to leave Chicago, but when it became apparent they did not wish to resign him, he decided to try and win now as opposed to putting it off for a few months. So she never said the words forced out? I don't know. I don't know if she said the words forced out. I don't think she would. It doesn't seem like her. And if I Google or look on Twitter... For Emily Kaplan, forced out, I get no results. Yeah, I don't think she actually said I don't that. think that's what she said. Another person added that to the quote, and people have ran with that. Yes. I don't... Look, we've been talking about this for weeks. That Patrick Kane was not going to resign here. 
And this this idea of the Hawks forcing him out, once again, he had full control whether or not to stay or go. And the Hawks wanted to do right by him in the context of this season. I'm hearing people today say, well, if Patrick Kane wanted to come back, he should they should let him come back. Why? Why? Why should They're going he in dictate? a different direction? Yes. Why should he dictate what the Hawks do with their hockey plans? If Kyle Davidson and his army of assistant GMs are like, you know what? We're in a full-blown rebuild. Nah, we're not going to bring back Patrick Kane. There's no point. You can't force somebody out with a full no-movement clause. It's physically impossible. Yes, and if you can't if, do it. And if they said thanks but no thanks, that is their right to do that. And like Here's what here's as I was getting into this with many people on Twitter today. Couldn't believe it. Ask yourself this: Take the Patrick Kane and the Blackhawks out of it. If let's live in a fantasy world, right? If the LA Kings said we are completely rebuilding, and Drew Doughty was an unrestricted free agent, should they bring him back? No, no. What does it accomplish if the Tampa Bay Lightning? Said, you know what? It's been a nice run, but we're old. It's time to it's time to do a complete rebuild, start from scratch. Should they bring back Steven Stamkos? No. What does it accomplish? I don't know what it accomplishes. And there, the, the 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 devil's advocate would say, what does it hurt to have Patrick Kane there? Probably nothing. Probably nothing. But why? What's the point? I don't get the point of it. I don't get the, what would be the uh, aside from making people feeling, you know, feel warm and fuzzy again, and and say, oh yay, Kaner's back, and we can dance the Chelsea dagger, and maybe we will get two or three more wins. It doesn't accomplish anything in the rebuild. People don't want to let go of the past. It's natural. I get. And I, I don't get that. Yeah, and it's fine. But this is a business. Kyle Davidson was hired to win Stanley Cups, and moving on from that era is how he thinks he can do it. And the other thing I want to point out is if you missed it today, the uh, Every Shift uh, bring that documentary up. was released today by the Blackhawks on their YouTube. Mario and I, our voices are on there, which is very cool. Um, yeah, they forgot somebody. Yeah. You swore too much. It was just you calling people pudwax for 45 minutes. And it's they, your word. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they, they, couldn't, they couldn't find a way to use Dryden Hunt in the show, so... But, but here is here's the tinfoil hat thing I was hearing today. In the video, they show the phone call where Kyle Davidson calls Patrick Kane to let him know the deal is done. Yes. And Patrick and it's on speaker. Kyle Davidson has it on speaker. And Patrick Kane says, I want to thank you. I don't have the quote, but it's something along classy, the lines of very classy. I want to thank you for how you handled it. It was classy. You treated me well. You went about this the right way. I had people on Twitter tell me today it was staged. that it was staged. Okay, but if he's being forced out, why would he stage it? He would tell him to go F yourself. I'm not going to make you look good on the way out if you're forcing me people out. People think that the, the people at the Blackhawks TV production company said to Patrick Kane, we know you're furious and we know he forced you out, but here's what we're going to ask you to do. When you get the actual trade call, can you pretend like you're okay with it and say we treated you with class and respect? What? Yeah. Come on. And, and again, Emily Kaplan, from what I can tell, never used the words forced out. No, I don't think that she was a would. creation of people on Twitter with an agenda. Yep. She would not use that word forced out because Emily is smarter than that. People want to be mad at the Blackhawks 
Go ahead. And it's the same people who are always mad at the Blackhawks. Yes, regardless. No of what matter they what, they can't make the right choice. And yeah, have they effed up a lot over the past decade? Sure, they have. But these people want to be mad at this franchise for whatever reason, and so they're gonna they're gonna run with it. He, Patrick Kane wasn't forced out. If you asked him, he won't he won't say that. Yeah, and they're not. They gave ob- him exactly what he wanted. They're not obligated to bring a guy back because eight years ago they won a playoff series. It's been eight years since they've won a playoff series. Unless you count the Edmonton bubble. I don't. Which I don't because they wouldn't have made the playoffs that year. Right. Eight years. Eight years. That's a lot. And I don't want to hear about like, well, he could come and be a leader. Patrick Kane is not a leader. He had no interest in doing that this year. Why would he have any interest in doing that beyond here? I just, I don't get it. I just, I just don't get it. Just, I, it's okay just to the desire to be pit, like. Do people really think that Kyle Davidson is a a moron or b some vindictive prick that just wants to stick it to Patrick Kane? Really? Yes. Scour Twitter. There, there, there are people who weird. There are people who think that. There yes. are people who want to hate this team. Uh, because of what they're going through in the rebuild. There are people that want Kyle Davidson fired because they are not making moves to uh, land in the middle of the NHL and out of the playoffs. Um, there's just people that want to in, in, you know, revel in the success and anything not, that's not a Stanley Cup is a fireable offense. Um, you're not, I, Jay, I commend you for going into the mentions on Twitter uh, I don't have the patience to do that with with people who who have that kind of uh, that kind of outlook because I, I don't know at this point of we'd spend a full year of Kyle Davidson laying out this is going to be a rebuild. Um, if you don't get it by now, I, I don't know what to tell you. This is the plan that he is going with, and he is sticking to it. Um, as far as uh, the, the the forced out narrative, I, if they were forcing Patrick Kane out, he wouldn't have played a game for the Blackhawks this season. If they were forcing him out, they wouldn't have obliged him by saying, "Okay, we'll go, we'll send you to the Rangers for a lesser return than we will get for any of the other teams that were calling about Patrick Kane." He had full control over his decision if they were trying to force him out he could have totally said you know what i don't like the way you guys are handling this uh, i'm going to stay here and i'm going to leave in the summer for nothing he could have done that if he wanted to but he didn't uh the team worked together with him and if they were trying to force him out they would have forced him out before the rangers acquired Vladimir Tarasenko and used all of their draft capital that they had budgeted for Patrick Kane on Tarasenko. So if you want to say that Kane was forced out because you don't like Kyle Davidson, that's fine. Continue to shout it into the echo chamber of Twitter, but it's not the reality. I literally just seven minutes ago, I just checked my mentions because I was trying to find something. A guy named David Ryan tweeted at me and another Hawks commenter and said, I agree. Uh, he says, he's talking to Barstool Chief. He says, I agree with your take on Patrick Kane. Remember, when you have videos to prove your transparency, 
There is no transparency. Then give Patrick Kane the effing Oscar. And here, honestly, like, what are we talking about here? It's stupid. It's it's people don't believe facts when they see it with their own eyes. Well, that's and that's yes, that's, that's, a that's the nation is. And listen, yes. for the record, I have never seen Barstool Chief at a practice. I've never seen him inside the locker room. I have never seen him around this team at all. So his opinion, his sources, his whatever he wants to say. They don't mean shit to me, and I don't care. So he added the forced out stuff because he has an agenda or whatever, and he's living up to his his organization's you know motto here, or whatever. But I don't care what he has to say and why it has to be thrown at us all day long. So it is what it is. You can believe what you want to believe, but facts are facts. Yeah, I... I'll just say I personally don't have anything. I I don't have nothing against Chief. I don't know him very well, but our interactions have been friendly and fine. But I I just I, the conspiracy theory thing. It's just weird. Stop being weird. Like no one is saying don't be mad or a, I'm saying don't be mad. I'm saying don't be. You shouldn't feel bad about being upset that he's gone. It's the greatest player in the history of the franchise. Of course you're going to have emotions about it. Of course you're going to be sad about it and upset about it. But for the love of God, use your critical thinking. Do you really think that Kyle Davidson is some kind of like evil conniving dick who just wants to stick it to Patrick Kane? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, to what end? You said critical thinking. There's none of that that's involved in any of this. You're giving people too much credit. I don't know. I just, it's again, I, I I reiterate the, um, the phone call that Kyle Davidson made with Patrick Kane. Um, if you haven't, again, go back and watch it. If you haven't watched it, go and watch it. This is not us trying to pump up the Blackhawks. This is just us saying, this is content that they put out. If you want to say that it's curated, um, I would invite you to take, uh, a, a, a TV production class, TV 101, and, and just understand how some of these things uh, on, on behind-the-scenes projects uh, work. Um, you go back... You remember go back, last year, Pierre Dorian faked his call? To, <laughs> they remember? Yeah. Whether to bring a trade, there was like the Pierre Dorian talking to no you one. You see his lock screen? Thing, like, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, that's different. That's, you that's heard a ha- Patrick Kane's voice. That's a happy scene. They want right. they want to show the happiness and, and elation. You're not going to if 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 they did a take, quote unquote, did a take of that phone call organically, and Patrick Kane cussed out Kyle Davidson on the speakerphone. You don't think they're going to use that footage and say, "Hey, all right, you all want to idolize this guy, and here's your hero." Blackhawks would have put that out there. Um, but I, I, I go back to that scene, and you look at what Kyle Davidson says as soon as the phone call is over. He's asked, I don't know the, the, I don't remember the exact question, but it's just kind of like asked the reflective question. And people have to remember, like Kyle Davidson came to the organization in 2010-11 as an intern. And he says, like, he has the memories that we all do of Patrick Kane. 
and and he says Patrick Kane is the reason I have two Stanley Cup rings and and all the great memories. So it's not like he is this guy that's coming from outside of the organization that is just like you know what I got to set everything on fire and change everything and Patrick Kane is just in my way. He's not coming with that with that mentality. He's he's coming forward with a mentality of a connection to this team for for over a decade and understanding what guys like Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane meant to the team. So he's not doing this move vindictively. He's doing it as part of his plan that is, you know what? It's it's tough. Rebuilds go through pain. Wins and losses, players that come and go. So I don't know where this where this conspiracy of that was staged or the idea that he was forced out. I don't know where it's coming from. And I, I just, we got 20 games left. I just want Blackhawks fans to, to use their critical thinking skills, use parts of their brains to, to observe this team and observe the plan ahead. There, there are, there are things from previous years and regimes and tendencies that they have that are being thrown onto this ten, uh, onto this front office group. And I don't know where it's coming from because a lot of the people in those front office groups that cause those tendencies are no longer a part of this one. So I, yeah, I, we have 20 look, games left. I know. So I just texted uh, PR with the Blackhawks and asked for permission to play the clip from every shift, and we have permission. So, Stephen, the time I sent you is queued up, that 9.39 mark, to the moment where Kyle Davidson gives Patrick Kane a call to inform about the trade. Can we play that right now? Are we ready? Or do you, should we do some reads first? Okay, cool. This is from Every Shift, Episode 3, available on the Blackhawks YouTube page. Hey, Patrick, how's it going? Hey, Kyle, what's going on? Not much. Uh, so... I think we're we're at the end of the road here with everything. I know it's it's been a long uh, emotional time, but um, we're just kind of in the process of going through things with the league to uh, make you New York Rangers. So just okay. wanted to uh, you know obviously follow up on our couple conversations <laughs> along the way, but on our conversation in San Jose where you know just want to thank you for everything. Um, you know you've done so much for the organization and 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 fans and uh, you know want to wish. You, Amanda, you know, Patrick the Third, just all the best, um, and and just remember that, you know, whatever jersey you're wearing, you're always part of the Blackhawks family. So, thanks again for everything, man. Yeah, I appreciate it, and uh, you know, obviously, I'm very grateful of uh, everything uh, you know you guys did during this whole process, and just how you went about it, it was uh, it was very classy. So definitely, uh, definitely appreciate that. And, yeah, it's crazy. It was definitely, uh, definitely emotional. Um, you know, when it starts to uh, set in and get real. But um, you know, just excited for a different challenge, different opportunity. Get out of the comfort zone a little bit, and uh, yeah, hopefully it goes well. But thank you for everything. I think it was, it was unreal the way you and and everyone handled everything. So I'll always appreciate that. Yeah. No, you uh, you deserve that, and and we uh, we'll be cheering for you. We'll be watching and. Uh, you know, all the best at MSG. We're excited to watch you. All right, Kyle. Thanks, bud. Thanks. Bye, Kaner. It's very clear. It's very sincere. It is not fake. It is not staged. It is not an AI 
uh, <laughs> you know, it's not an AI bot making anything happen. It's just, it is a sincere thank you. So, anyway. All right. Well, that, yeah. Check it out. Check out the whole episode. It's really cool. Some great behind-the-scenes stuff about the trades. Um, as Obviously, uh, some CHGO mentions in there as well. A shout-out. You know, uh, a little clip from Mario and Jay in there. I guess I got to clean my act up to get featured in the next episode. <laughs> uh, but uh, check it out. I guess we'll uh, let Mario go before he trips an alarm leaving the United Center tonight. My, and if we wait any longer, Mario's going to have to spend the night. Yeah. All right, Mario. Thanks, man. We appreciate it. Uh, sorry for keeping you a little longer than usual, but we definitely yeah, thought fun. that was worth addressing. So thank you. Yep. I'll see you guys later. All right. That is Mario Chirabasi. Follow him on Twitter at Mario underscore Chirabasi. And before we get to our uh, draft or our uh, tankathon stuff, we want to tell you about our friends at Pins and Aces. They are the official golf apparel partner of CHGO. We love our Pins and Aces gear and get tons of compliments on and off the course. They're family-owned golf and apparel business. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and even our favorite, the beer sleeve, or in my mind, the beef sandwich sleeve, an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag and keeps drinks cold the entire round. They are a presenting partner of our Big Drive Energy podcast. They're awesome. Check them out, pinsandaces.com. Use that code CHGO to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com, code CHGO, to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping at Pins and Aces. I just want to take a quick moment to tell you about our friends over at ComEd and their Energy Efficiency Program which is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve save money and energy. ComEd offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three or four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that, were, that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project cost, potential incentives, and simple payback. Don't wait, get start saving money and energy today. For energy saving tips and to schedule your free assessment, go to comed dot com slash powering biz b-i-z ready to sign up for a facility assessment assessment i'm just mumbling all over this one call comment at one 2700 during normal business hours to speak with a comed energy efficiency program representative <sighs> email and <laughs> email business ee at comed.com or request an assessment on the website comed.com slash facility Assessment. All right. Uh, do we have any bank spins? I don't think so. I think we used them no, all. No, we used them all. We used them all. All right. Okay. We got 70 likes. Uh, because of our technical errors, if we get 71, we'll give you a bonus spin. Uh, how about that? So let's uh, let's get one more like, and we'll do two spins. We're going to use – are we using Tankathon again? Yeah, we're, we're on Tankathon. All right. Let's check out the tank standings. And we got we'll the extra like, spins. by the way. All right. Way to go. All right. All right. Two spins. Hopefully, it's only one. Two spins. Wow. Two spins. Wow. 
All right, uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets continue to completely suck. They are your tank leaders with six, fourth, 46 points in 63 games. The Blackhawks with 47 points in 62 games. Then you got San Jose, Anaheim, and Arizona with 48, 50, and 51, respectively. So let's go to tankathon.com, and we've got two spins at the old tank wheel. By the way, four points for Connor Bedard tonight, a hat trick for Adam Fantilli tonight. So there you Good go. Stuff. Not a bad night for either. Hopefully, uh, one of those two will be a Blackhawk very, very soon. All right, let's give it a whirl. All right, fire it up. First, spin a Rooney. And Oof. we dropped the third. San Jose, Columbus, Chicago, Anaheim, Arizona. At least the Blues are uh, Canucks aren't up in there. So that's a consolation prize. All right, let's send us home happy. Yeah, let's go. Send us home with a big winner. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Ooh, no. Anaheim, Arizona, numbers. Columbus. All right, one more. We're doing one more. I'm feeling generous. Do it again. All right. Oh, God. Oh, we we should end. not have we done an extra one. No, we can't end with St. Louis can't on end top. can't end with St. Louis. Sorry, I, I, I won't be you able to sleep. You guys are getting bonus spins up the wazoo tonight. Yeah. We're All way right, over more, on time. More, Who one cares? More, one Let's more. do it. Anaheim, St. Louis, Columbus, Chicago. All right, we're going back <sighs> yeah. to the other website. Yes. Screw this. Tankathon. Screw Tankathon. They have screwed us. They're canceled again. Yeah, exactly right. Until the other one sucks, too. Yeah. All right. And Steven... Uh, where are you at in your project of building one where the Hawks win every time? Uh, I've, I've applied to several colleges for uh, coding <laughs> programming, and uh, I keep getting rejected. You know what we can do? We always use that whenever we do like a draft, we do the, like we spin that wheel where we plug in. We get to spin the wheel and just have the Blackhawks as every option. Yeah, That'll I'm, make I'm everyone okay feel that. better. All right. There you go. All right. I uh, want to thank our presenting sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up. And we want to thank everybody uh, as we close out our one-year anniversary Absolutely. show uh, for being part of things. We see so many familiar faces in the post games and in the podcast every day. And then we see noob faces every day. That's what it's all about. And look, you're a Hawks fan. You're a diehard Hawks fan. Chances are you're not the only one in your life. If you know a hockey fan, a Hawks fan, or a Chicago sports fan, let them know about CHGO Sports. The uh, Blackhawks uh, gave us a cake tonight, actually. We shared it yeah, with, that. That's awesome. with uh, ben, Pope, ben Pope, Scott Powers, and Marv Lazarus, <laughs> all who have birthdays yes. uh, coming up soon. And tomorrow is the birthday, the 30th birthday again of our pal, Greg Boyson. Yes. So happy birthday, Greg. I'm turning 30 for the 14th time. <laughs> there you go. So it's a week of celebration. It's a celebration. We appreciate all you guys, really. Uh, thank you so much for your support. This first year has been incredible, and it's only going to get better and better and better as we go on. So for Mario, who's driving home, and Greg, who's right there, I'm Jay. This has been the CHGO Blackhawks Podcast.